네, 여러분, 안녕하세요. I'm Sharon. And I'm Eunice, and we're Ginger and Ginseng from Mighty Fortress Press. Join us each week as through our stories, we strive to energize, entertain, and encourage all the families out there. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Now let's get this show started. Ready? 시작! Happy New Year, GG Tribe, and welcome to our very first Ginger and Ginseng episode of 2021. So New Year's usually means a fresh start and a time to set goals or New Year's resolutions. And that's not necessarily what we want to do today. But if you remember from last year, for those that are avid listeners, we did a do more or do less list. That's right. We've got actually really good feedback on that episode. We wanted to do something similar for the start of this year. Mm -hmm. And today's episode is titled I need to be okay that, and I need to, dot, dot, dot. And you can Mm -hmm. fill it in for yourself. And so rather than starting off this new year with setting resolutions or goals, it's more about bringing awareness and acknowledgement Mm -hmm. to the areas of our life that we need to relinquish control and that we need to be okay that it's not a certain way. And then taking that information and pivoting. What do I do next? So what do I need to do? whether it's do more of or do less of or do something, right? And so what Eunice and I will do today is we want to sort of go over three areas of of our lives and one being this almost feels like never-ending COVID environment, Mm -hmm. but sort of just be really um, open and honest about what are our struggles in that area, what are some areas that we need to surrender, Um, mom life, mom or family struggles, and work struggles. But um, yeah, that's kind of how we wanted to cover it. But your thoughts, Eunice? Yes. I mean, when you said it's about when you phrased, I need to be okay that, and then uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to fill in the blank for, I need to blank, blank, uh, dot, dot, dot. When you said accept, it's about acceptance and acknowledgement, and then you pivoting. And then it's like the action that comes after that. It reminds me of the serenity prayer that you see in a lot of journals, mm. the front pages, the front cover of a lot of journals uh, that, that they sell at TJ Maxx or wherever you <laughs> target or wherever you On shop at. Right. And it's that serenity prayer. Uh, it goes something like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. Uh, courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And then when you phrased the phrase, the first part of that phrase that you said, we're gonna do like, I need to be okay that, that's about having the calmness, the serenity to surrender and accept the things that we can't really change at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. And then the second part, the pivot part, I need to, that's the part where there is an action. There is sort of like a behavioral change or some, you know, some small step they want to take. And that's the courage to change the things that we can. And then the last part, you know, wraps it up so beautifully, the wisdom to know the difference, discernment to know, you know, what to change and what things we, we can let go at the moment. So I'm really excited about this conversation, Sharon. Me too. And I really hope for our listeners today that this inspires you to also go through the same exercise. And, you know, hopefully we can say this prayer for you that, um, you know, God will shine light on the things that um, you know that you can't change and that you need to accept, but also give you the wisdom to figure out the next steps. So let's get into it. So in this, I say this every episode, in the crazy COVID environment that we're in, (laughs) what are some things that we learned in our life, especially reflecting on 2020, that I need to be okay with 
and what more do you need to do? So do you mind if I start, Eunice? No, please kick it off for us. Okay. So first on my list is I need to be okay that COVID cut down on my kids' activities. Okay. So do you remember last year we did some kind of episode and I talked about all the different sports and activities my kids are part you, of. Like, your kids do taekwondo, lacrosse, Korean, like break so dancing. It was nuts. <laughs> yeah. And so I need to be okay with that. You know, um, I think it's weird when I go through a blank day and by a blank day, I mean like a Tuesday and there's only school and that's it. I wasn't okay with that in the beginning. I thought we have to fill it with something, but I don't know why I have this hunger to fill up my children's schedule. I don't know what it is, but the pivot is what I need to do more is really spend more quality time with the kids. As I was reflecting on this episode, I realized I am so busy doing things for them. Chauffeuring them around maybe? Yeah, like cooking for them, cleaning up for them, chauffeuring them around. But what I need to do is do things with them. So not for them, but with them. So that is um, something I want to focus more on for this coming year of not being so just bogged down with like, what next? Making their lunches, doing this, but like actually kind of getting on the rug and like really just playing with them or just dwelling with them, if that makes sense. Love that because I was just uh, reflecting on that too. Um, I realized that I am present with my kids physically, but sometimes my mind is elsewhere, whether it's work or whether the email that I have to write or whether it's I need to call someone or something I need to do or the next book that I want to write even. And so when I do that, I'm not fully present. I'm only there half awake with them. And so I made it my mind to uh, be fully present with my kids and not to be like a cyber zombie, like on my phone. And so um, when I was intentional about that, I went to the playground and at the playground, I actually played with them. Like I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't checking my phone. Like I, they asked me to play freeze tag and I played freeze tag with them. They asked me to push the swings. I was pushing the swings like, and I was looking into their eyes, not into my screen. And so I felt so much freedom from that, knowing that I wasn't just there physically and I saw other parents too and they were checking their phone and it wasn't out of judgment because I was totally that person and sometimes I still am that person but that particular day and one of the things that I want to do more this year is um, to be present when I'm with them because I realized they're not going to be young forever and maybe later they they're not they're never going to ask me to play freeze tag with them so when they ask me to play freeze tag I want to play freeze tag with them. I am so guilty of being the mom on an iPhone (laughs) Um, you know, at a park, I'm so guilty of being that mom. Like I find a bench, I have a hot beverage and I'm just right. like, yeah, you guys go run. And I'm go on my play. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. Like this time will go away in a blink of an eye, you know? Um, my second one is that um, I need to be okay that our weekends are sometimes boring. And it's just same thing. I try to fill up our weekends. I'm social. I like to see friends, you know, Mm. but I have to say even like this past holiday season, it was nice to just rest, you know, be lazy, be still, be quiet. Mm. And okay. The other thing I need to work on this is stop cleaning. I I have an obsession with cleaning. So it's like when I'm home and I have nothing to do, I keep cleaning and then I see like messes. So that's something I need to chill on. (laughs) Really? So when you see like the table, not cleared, like I just go, it bothers you. Like it, it doesn't, I'm just like, oh, I'm just so tired and I lay in bed. But when you see like a dirty table, you're like, I need to clean that. Like, I want to think the way you think. Yeah. So every dinner, I once I, I 
clean the placemats and the under the placemats when I see little crummies, it drives me insane. Like I can't go upstairs and go to bed thinking that's okay. I have to like wipe down the table. And then if I see crummies on the floor, that's when I bring out my handy dandy little portable Dyson vacuum. That thing has like been the best gift my husband gave me and I have to like vacuum the floor. I also do you have a fear. always get dinner? I mean, the dishes done that night or do you sometimes oh, do it course. the next morning? No, I am one of those people. I cannot go to bed unless the dishes are done. I mean, I've never dead tired. I still do it. Girl, like I don't even like breakfast dishes being in the sink longer than two hours. I today I didn't do it until about noon. And I was like, oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> my husband's the same way. We don't like having lingering dishes in there. Plus, I need the dishes. I don't know about you. I don't have too many sets of dishes, so I need the dishes for dinner. Oh, interesting. I have like I... six plates. I don't have a huge, <laughs> I, I'm a minimalist. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was, that was a good um, side conversation there. Thank yeah, sidebar tangent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's on your COVID list? Okay. My, my, I need to be okay that my first grader is getting less than three hours of instruction a day at home. On mm. Zoom, I like he's there in class from 8.30 to like 11.20. And then there's like 20 minute breaks from 9.30 to 9.50. And then there's another like 10 minute break, like around, I don't know, some other time. And then there's like one or two minute breaks here and there. And I realized he's getting like maybe, maybe two and a half hours of instruction a day. And um, yeah, I need to be okay with that. Uh, yeah. Because I thought he should, I think he should be getting more. So um just acknowledging that. And then the pivot of I need to is I said, I need to supplement with other curriculum and workbooks. I am the main educator for my children. I will not delegate that responsibility to someone else. And I think this is something I realized more and more in COVID. Um, I am, uh, I have to take responsibility of both of their education. Mm -hmm. And even, and that's, um, and, and for my four-year-old, she's not in preschool right now. She should be in preschool. She should be socializing and and in preschool, yeah. they teach all that. But um, I, for her too, like I need to um, teach her myself with homeschooling curriculum. And and I bought, and I think I shared in, in some previous episodes, I bought a, a homeschooling curriculum called Abeka. And I've been, um, and I just need to continue doing that. I just didn't think COVID would last this long. I thought she'd be in preschool by now. I know. Uh, and um, so I need to be okay with that. Yep. Yeah, you another know, I wonder, one. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. One, Go ahead. You know, I wonder when our kids are, you know, ready to apply for college. I'm curious about studies. Like, are the test scores going to be lower? Like, oh, yeah, that was the COVID kid generation. That's why they don't know their math. <laughs> that, that may be the case. Like, I remember um, as, as an instructor, I've given off, I think, and other colleagues may have said that the, the grading system is a little bit more lenient because you know, just the whole COVID and just being on Zoom and Zoom fatigue and just doing everything yeah. on Zoom, it's, it's, it's difficult. But I have a last thing on my list for COVID and it's, I need to be okay that my kids are wearing masks all the time outside and not be sad about it. Because mm. sometimes I look at them and I think, you know, in Korean, it's like, oh, prusanga. like I, I like pity them. Like they must be, like, I'm sad for them. Like, oh, it's so sad that they're wearing masks like at the playground and they can't touch one another yeah. or another another person and um but I need to remember and I wrote I need to 
I need to remind myself that they're very resilient and adaptable. And this is a conversation that I had with my friend. Mm-hmm. And my friend reminded me, they're not sad for wearing the mask. For them, it's normal. To us, it's yep. sad as the parent. But my friend, um, I'll call her Kay, uh, she said, you know, they're not sad. Like, they're fine. They're, they're completely fine. And I have to remember that. So that yeah. was a good reminder. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, now that it is flu season besides COVID, like, kind of like that they're wearing masks outside. You know, in Asia, people do this all the time. During flu season time, they're all wearing masks. It's just very new to us as Americans, you know? That's true. So, yes, let's not be sad for them. Okay, moving on to mom life and family struggles. Okay. I'm curious what's on your list there. Uh, Do you want to kick us off in that area? Sure. I wrote first on my list. The first thing that came to my mind was I need to be okay that we eat a lot of (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. We eat Chick-fil-A. Do you eat Chick-fil-A once a week? I think we literally eat Chick-fil-A once a week or maybe sometimes twice a week. Uh, But yeah, I eat a lot of Chick-fil-A. Like, we go out and eat Chick-fil-A at least once a week right now, especially during COVID. Um, So I need to be okay with that. (laughs) <laughs> and um, because the options are are less now, and also uh, with with me working from home and the kids with me at home, it's hard to prep and keep keep the house clean and all that. And so I yeah. I, I go out more for lunch. Um, but uh, yeah, and then the pivot is I need to do more meal planning and prep maybe yes. during the week. Like sometimes I don't think about it, and if I don't think about it and just like not jot it down and make it intentional to put it you know, to, to, to do that, then it'll never get done. So, yep. yeah, uh, that's one. Um, how about you? Let's go back and forth on this. I popped. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to laugh at this one, but okay. mine is, I need to be okay that I'm not a room mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like, okay, why would you even want to be one? But I know. Um, First of all, even if I was asked to be one right now, I can't handle it with like all my other responsibilities. But and you working. wouldn't be able to say no, would you? If you were, I asked. would have a hard time saying no. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm being very transparent right now. I wasn't asked, and I'm going to be completely honest. I was a little bit bijasso. Like, uh-huh. what's the? How do you say bijasso in English? Like a little bit irritated. Uh, like irritated. No, no, no. Irked. Um, irked. Yes, that's a good one. But, yeah, I was a little bit bijasso only. And so there. Yeah. (laughs) So my husband's like, could you even do it? I said, no. And it's this childish, immature side of me. That's like, well, I wish they, I wish they still asked, you know? And so I was stewing on this for a while. Like, this is so immature. So talking about Korean, we're so yuchihe, right? It's totally yuchihe. But why is this eating me? And I realized it's a deeper issue. It's not about not being asked to be room mom. It's do I find value in myself from people needing me? right? That's mm-hmm. something about like my own identity, my own worth and mm-hmm. value. That's something mm-hmm. deep there. Um, and so I realized I need to stop doing that. First of all, I need to stop collecting jobs and hats to wear. I, I uh-huh. have enough as is. I need to stop. Yes. And I really need to stop finding my value in people asking me to step up for certain roles or or people needing me, if that makes yeah. sense. There's already like a family that needs me. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, I can only stretch myself so thin. So that's actually, that one is kind of how I thought of this episode topic too. And I shared that with you. Like, why am I so still kind of not okay with this? Yeah. That is so interesting to me, Sharon, because of all the things that, you know, you need to be okay with, this is like at least the second time that you brought this up. And so this is still something that, you know, that, 
is still sort of there in the back of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And this is so interesting to me. This is so refreshing to me because I never, that's that, that thought of like, I need to be okay with not being, that, that thought would never cross my mind personally because <laughs> yeah. I don't have that desire. But it's yeah. so interesting that there are people like you that really want to be a room mom. And to go, so deep, to go deeper, I just thought of this now, I think it has to do with like, maybe if I feel that if I got asked to be a room mom, it shows like, I'm a really good mom at school, I'm active, maybe I need that acknowledgement from other people, which is so sad, because I should be secure in myself knowing I do enough for my kids, you know, but I you remember do when you I do a lot for your kids. I remember when I said that you were like, uh, I am so okay that I'm not a room mom. <laughs> Yeah, what's on your list? Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Oh my gosh. I need to be okay that sometimes my parents fight and it's not my fight. Mm. And this is something I think because this week, you know, my I think my parents, there were tensions, right? And if this was me in high school or college, I would be in the middle of their fight. Yeah. Like I would intervene and I would defend my mom against my dad because of course as a daughter like I'm always on my mom's side sometimes I feel bad for my dad he doesn't have any sons it's just me and my sister Um, but I am learning that um, it's okay to not be in the middle of it Mm -hmm. and to let them have their fight and to let it be Um, and for the pivot I need to dot 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 I wrote I need to pray for them and let them handle it to not take sides and to stand down. I think the older I get, like I only saw it from my mom's point of view, but lately I've been trying to remember. And also, you know, from my husband's reminder, gentle reminders, hey, did you actually hear it from your dad's side? (laughs) And I'm like, no, because I trust my mom a hundred percent. No, but that's, that shouldn't be the case. Like I need to I need to love both of them equally, um, even though I yeah. sympathize more for my mom. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's one. I know that's kind of like random, but that was something I went through this week. No, I think that's a really good one because sometimes we only think about our immediate family, right? Like our husband and our kids, but we have aging parents. And I think that's really important in the dynamics of you still serve as a daughter. And I was thinking as you were sharing, um, instead of siding, maybe it's more mediating, helping Mm. to mediate in the middle. And you could be biased towards one way or another, but really just trying your best to be aware and just be in the middle. Be Switzerland. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other one on my list was, I need to be okay that my kids are not the smartest in their class especially Mm. after COVID. I mean, with, you know, not getting a lot of education last year and this year, I need to be okay with it. But you know what? And you know what? I bet your kids are very smart and they probably are the smartest in their class. They are not the smartest in their class. (laughs) Um, I don't even think I can compete with like, you know, children that get tutored and go to Kumon. No, I can't compete. And I don't want that lifestyle. But um, the thing that I want to do is acknowledge their other attributes, like outside Mm -hmm. their book smarts, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Things like their faith, to be honest, that should take precedence and priority over everything. Mm -hmm. To me, that is Uh, their wit, 
you know, their street smarts and their social skills. Like I, I think my boys are very social. They're very witty. And, you know, that may take them further in life than book smarts. Who knows? Yes. But I need to really acknowledge and build up those attributes and not get so, not be the typical Asian parent. Like you got a 98%, yes. what happened mm. to the other 2%? Because I'm totally turning <laughs> into that, that parent, the angry Asian parent. <laughs> that is so hilarious. I love that. I love that, that, we can try to build up their street smarts mm-hmm. and like their interpersonal, their interpersonal skills and intrapersonal skills, like knowing who they are, know thyself and how yeah. to communicate with other people. Because I think um, being a child of immigrants, those are some of the social skills that I, I didn't develop as much as other people. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm glad that um, for the next generation, like I can, um, as a parent, I, I can I can try to help cultivate some of those areas, not yeah. just like the academic part, but just the emotional, mental, social parts. Yeah, I love that. That's so Absolutely. good. Absolutely. So I need to be okay that sometimes I can be impatient with my kids, but I have to acknowledge that it can be wrinkling their heart. I think my Miles, my son, he taught me this. Like, you can um, insult someone, and it's like a piece of paper. It, it crumples up. And, you know, you can ask for forgiveness and that person, you know, can be okay with it. And so when you try to uncrumple the, the paper heart, there's still wrinkles there, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not, it's, it's not a broken heart that needs to be unbroken. There's still stains from maybe your, my impatience, you know, or with my temper or when I get angry with them. So I need to be gentle in words and actions because I realize, and I learned this from my friend, Cindy, my, my yoga instructor and sort mm-hmm. of like life coach now. Um, she, she told me, she reminded me um, that it can shape our children's mood. Mm-hmm. And if they're in a constant, a particular mood, it can shape their temperament and that temperament will define their personality. Yeah. So I just love that chain. Mood can affect temperament. Temperament can affect their personality. And so I want to make sure that they are in a happy and joyful and curious and adventurous temperament and not stomp on their emotions by being impatient. It's so hard to find that balance though. Like where is that middle ground between, yes, allowing that room to be joyful and experience life and disciplining them? I struggle with that. You know, I really do of like, where is that middle ground? Because then on the opposite spectrum, like you see kids that are like running wild rampant with like no awareness at all of what's right or what's wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have like my kids who pretty much like follow under like a dictatorship, you know, it's like, get in line, you know? So Uh I don't know. Yeah, that is tough. That is one of, to be very honest, that's like one of my goals for this year, but I kind of phrased it differently. I haven't fully worded it out yet in my head, but um, it's to kind of love more fervently or mm. extraordinary love extraordinary because it's extraordinary for me to love uh-huh. like that to uh-huh. be more patient almost okay. like along the lines of like dying to yourself you know yes you know what I mean like yes it's driving me crazy and I feel like screaming right now when I want to, I want to put them in their place but holding back right and just trying to cover that with more love how do you do it in a more loving way mm. yeah I like that to be more radical in your love I love that it's like a radical love yes yes Okay, moving on to work struggles. What's first on your list for um, work struggles? Yeah, so I need to be okay that sometimes I might say the wrong things at work, 
this is something I'm very critical at myself. I mean, not that I'm going around and just like not thinking about anything I say, no, but like, I think being in a manager position, I'm very aware and conscious of the words that come out of my mouth Mm -hmm. and it stresses me out. But then when I say something wrong, like let's say I made a mistake and I spoke too quickly and it didn't come out the way that I wanted it to, or maybe it didn't land on someone very well. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm very hard on myself. I, I let, I let it eat me alive. And I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about it for like days. And then I'm thinking of how can I fix this? Uh Right. But I think I need to allow myself room to make mistakes and give myself a little bit more grace. Mm -hmm. And if someone does acknowledge it, and I do receive feedback, this is what I need to do more of this coming year, Mm -hmm. really receive that feedback gracefully, humbly, Mm -hmm. and have wisdom around it. Now that I did that, I always tell my kids, it's okay to make mistakes, but you got to learn from your mistakes. Right. Right. If you keep making the same mistakes over and over the first few times, okay, it's a mistake, but then you got to, what's next? What are you going to learn from it? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the way I want to approach this rather than letting it eat me alive each, you know, each time I make a mistake or blundering mistake. Yeah, no, I, I think you have more opportunities um, with your manager position and you're talking with your, your, your colleagues, um, in real time, in person, right, over Zoom. For me, I my interactions with my colleagues uh, is over email mm-hmm. and um, and asynchronously, right? We just, you know, send and receive emails. So the tone, like I will, I will, um, I will obsess over my emails to strike the right tone, yep. you know, and I will have people like look over it, like sometimes, you know, have another eye, like a set of pair of eyes, like look over it or I'll read over it again and again to make sure that not a single word is 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 wrong you know and so yeah. that's that's tough like um just making sure we say things in the right manner in the in the right diction and the right attitude and the tone and that's that's all trying to strike a very careful you know chord it's it's I wish it came more naturally to me but it's I need to mentally just be there that's how much effort it takes for me and Mm -hmm. it's hard to be on like that throughout the day I mean sometimes I have a 6 a.m call it's like I just woke up 30 minutes ago and you need to be like on right so I think it's one me being hard on myself but two I think it's an area of my life that I need to refine and hopefully that'll come with more experience or prayer (laughs) yeah but I can't imagine you saying anything wrong you're just so you're so nice no I think I can can. (laughs) we'll see (laughs) anything else in the work I didn't have any more (laughs) okay I I wrote I need to be okay when people are having a bad day let them be and I wrote I need to not make it about me when they're having a bad day and I happen to be in the way just stay silent and bless them Oh my so gosh. whether yes. when, when I'm driving or pe- a person that I meet at, um, at the supermarket, um, this is not necessarily, this is not at work for me, but it's just people, different people I come across. Um, don't make it, don't be personally offended. Like I'm trying to um, not make it about me, not get angry, but just see maybe they're just having a bad day and I just happen to be in their way. <laughs> I, t- I tell my team this all the time, especially uh-huh. like people that join my company. I'm always like, do not take to heart what other people, like when people are negative and have such a negative aura about them, uh-huh. because 
again, it's going to eat you alive and it's not worth it. It's not worth your emotions. It's not worth your energy. And sometimes you need to just think, you know what, they, they have something going on in their life. That's why they're so negative and so mean. Don't let that affect you. Don't give it that worth, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. We got to keep our joy. We got to keep our hope. We got to keep our joy. Maintain it. Yeah. We got to be at the moment, the thermostat, not a thermometer. We got to keep our cool at all times. Exactly. You know, just piggybacking off of last week's episode about the Ajuma and mom bot, I have to say one thing I need to be okay with is that I need to be okay with my aging body. (laughs) It's not not like the 90 pound person that I was when I was 18. Right. Uh And you were 90 pounds. I was 90 pounds throughout high school, early college. And then then now you just become an Ajima. But yeah, I need to to accept that and be okay with it. (laughs) So what do you need to do more then? So you're accepting that, that aging is part of the natural process of, of, you know, as the years go by. Yeah, I I already exercise, but I realized diet is huge. So I do need to eat healthier. I am, I realized these days I'm obsessed with carbs. I love bread and noodles. Mm -hmm. I just, I love myeon, any kind of like Korean myeon noodles. I love it. And so I need to cut back on it. Cut down on that. Yeah. So, you know, just going through that exercise, I, I feel like this was nice to really reflect and kind of set a foundation for what I really want to aim towards in 2021. Mm-hmm. So that was for me personally, Eunice, thank you for going through that exercise together. That was really helpful. And that was fun. Hopefully for our listeners, yeah, that kind of struck some ideas on what areas of your life that you need to be okay with and relinquish control and surrender and be okay with, accept, and what more you want to do or what less you want to do in this coming year. How do you pivot and how do you change? So it was nice going through that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, yeah, if we can encourage our listeners too, what is... What are some things that um, you need to do? What are some things that you need to accept? And um, I'm just going to wrap it up today with just uh, repeating the serenity prayer Um, one more time. It says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for listening to Ginger and Chinsang. We hope that through our conversations, you felt energized, entertained, and encouraged. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us five stars so that more people can hear about us. And if you want to connect with us in our GG tribe, our Instagram and Facebook is at Ginger and Chinsang Podcast. Signing off. This is Sharon, your Ginger. And this is Eunice, your Chinsang. Until next time, fighting. Fighting. Mm-hmm.